Welcome to the SBJ Spotlight Roundtable, where we gather a panel of experts to discuss some of the big issues in sports business. I'm joined today by SBJ's Ben Fisher, frequent guest Jessica Gelman, CEO of Kager, and first-time guest, welcome to David Herman, manager of U.S. Sports Sponsorships for Twitter. Welcome to all of you. The Olympics now are in full force. We talked about leading into the games. There was not a lot of buzz and that is translated into a very soft opening week of early ratings for these games on NBC. Viewership for the opening ceremony was down, I believe, close to 45% compared to the PyeongChang games in 2018. You know, Jess, I want to start with you. Talk about where the Olympics are within your world. What do you think's going on here? What's the primary reason for the lack of buzz? Because I got to be honest, I still love watching these athletes and I feel terrible that they're not more part of the conversation so far. Well, I think there's two primary reasons. The first uh, is of course that there's some thought that uh, from many Americans that the US should have considered boycotting this Olympics. And I think that as a result of that, uh, perhaps that is why there's less interest. There was an Olympics just one year ago as well. So it's not maybe as top of mind. The other major, major component is of course the timing uh, where it's it's at a, the main events are happening um, in the middle of the night for many of us. And it was interesting last year, Daryl Morey and I did a podcast with Casey Wasserman who was talking about his experiences and some of the, some of the things that they're thinking about analytically, which is, making sure that the most popular sports in certain countries are on at times that are right for people to watch those games. And I haven't necessarily seen that happening this year uh, to the same extent that it maybe could. The other and last thing that I think just a third component of this is how China is approaching COVID and how different it is than we're seeing the U.S. sports appro approach it. If you're unaware of it, COVID in China has a, um, it's, a it's called a zero COVID policy. And it, what they've created for the Olympics is called a super bubble. So really only people, it's a large group, it's a large area who are, um, who have met all of the requirements are allowed in the super bubble. As an example, the U.S. Olympic flag bearer, uh, Alana Myers-Taylor, she, she was, uh, got COVID and was unable to be the Olympic flag bearer. I can't really imagine how, what a disappointment that might be. Hope, hopeful she'll be able to do the bobsled in a couple of days, uh, but it's it's a really tricky process. She has to have two negative tests. She is asymptomatic. And I think that that's challenging for all of us to hear for these people who have been working for four years to achieve their dreams. And now they're in an environment that's zero COVID policy, which is very different than what we're seeing in the NFL and the NBA here. I think that last point, Jess, is, is critical. I mean, we're the mentality here that we've had in US sports for a while is, do whatever you can to get the players back on the field. And unfortunately, both in the last the Olympics a year ago, uh, of course, a little bit different circumstances, but then now um, there's huge barriers. And when big athletes or stars of your teams aren't able to compete, that's going to impact things. I, I also think, you know, to an extent there, the, the, the time component is huge. And, and I still, you know, believe it's too hard to find Olympic content, regardless of time and place. Like it, there are so many different ways to watch, which is great, but sometimes that can be confusing. Um, and so, you know, you know, I, I, the way I'm consuming it right now is a little five minute stream we have on our platform, but just because it's easy and it's there, but sometimes at the end of the day, when like last night I watched curling, 
I had to go to the third, you know, NBC sport. I went to NBC, then NBC sports. And then, you know, it's just a little bit segmented. And I think that has to make a difference for the casual sport fan, um, sports or Olympics fan who just wants to turn it on and flip it on. If it's not right there, you may not be taking the extra effort, especially in the winter games, which I think you all can correct me if I'm wrong, tend to be a little bit less popular than the summer games to begin with. Um, so I think all of that combined, it's, it's tough. I, I feel, I agree with you, Abe. I feel awful for the athletes because it's, it's such an important, you know, event for them in this time. And it just doesn't seem like it's getting the attention that it deserves. So I think that when we look at all of the major factors that would typically affect Olympic prominence, I think almost all of them are down for Beijing. Uh, we could focus on any one of a half dozen things. And it's just like, I could, I'd be hard pressed to invent a scenario that would lead toward more depressed interest in the games. The timing is a little bit weird with, with Tokyo coming so recently behind us. The Super Bowl being a week later, you know, maybe, maybe it's getting lost a little bit in the Super Bowl. Um, but one thing I haven't seen so much conversation about is just the overall star power of Team USA. And that's why, Jess, I think you were so right to talk about Alana Myers-Taylor. The COVID restrictions, as onerous as they are in China, have not hit a critical mass of athletes from any country. But Alana is only is one of a very short list of repeat Olympic participants who's won a medal before, who's been on TV before that NBC can really build a marketing campaign around. And anyone who's been in the Olympics will tell you that those really probably six to 20 bold faced names you could put on a billboard in Times Square and you know who they are without the four minute human interest story to, to inter introduce into you. The entire Olympics machine revolves around those people. And I think in winter sports in America, there's, there's a real concern that we just don't produce stars like we used to for whatever reason. The NHL backing out because of COVID is a big hit in that regard. Um, it's just a short list of people who say, yeah, I got to watch that tonight. Nathan Chen in figure skating is a standout there, but you know, he's, he can only do so many nights. So for Alana Meyer Taylor to be out of the bobsled, maybe actually I heard last night, she got a second, a second negative. So I think she may be okay, but she is of such outsized importance to the NBC and the sponsor Olympic myth-making machine that any one of those people is making a bad situation even worse right now for team USA in Tokyo. You know, we've heard a lot about how NBC has really been dealt a, a tough hand but they've also been under the microscope on how they will handle the political issues surrounding China's hosting of the games. Ben, I'll start first with you on this one. How do you think NBC has handled this delicate topic so far? I, it has exceeded all expectations. I don't mean to um, insult NBC News and NBC Olympics by saying that, but I think we sort of expected uh, an obligatory approach to it, where they mentioned it to be able to say they'd mentioned to it, but then move on. Last Thursday night, I was sitting at home only sort of paying half attention. You know, it's not opening ceremonies yet. These are all preliminary things, not a big deal. And then Mike Tirico started doing a voiced over feature about uh, the, the, the Uyghur genocide and everything else. And I just sort of gradually looked up from my book, like, he's going deep on this. And then he has a panel conversation about it. And I just, and then they hit it again during the opening ceremonies. You know, they're never going to please some people that you know, just want the Chinese government pinned to the wall. And the NBC is going to have to, you know, give the Chinese government a, a, a chance to comment and et cetera. But I think they've exceeded any reasonable person's expectation and have done a very good job with that so far. I would agree uh, between Mike and, um, and the crew and uh, Maria and, and their, the panel you mentioned, Ben, I also saw, I thought it was fantastic, but I also had the same reaction. It felt like, it was like, wow, they, 
they really talked about this versus just uh, glancing over. So I completely agree. That was my exact takeaway from that panel also. Well, I certainly hope the ratings can build during week one where they can get some momentum. But again, a tough, tough hand dealt NBC, a tough hand dealt the, uh, the Olympic athletes. But the IOC, they knew what they were getting into. The IOC wanted to be in Beijing, and they're in Beijing for better or for worse. So we'll see how the games play out. So on that note, we'll close another SBJ Spotlight Roundtable. Thanks to Jessica Gelman, David Herman, and Ben Fisher. Thanks for joining us. If you have questions or comments for future panels, send them to spotlight at sportsbusinessjournal.com. Until next time, stay safe, be good to each other, and we will see you down the road.